Okay, it's the 1st of July uh, 2020, of course, and I want to talk about Bahrain, the Kingdom of Bahrain. Because, why? Because we haven't talked about it for a while, and it's something that we've been talking about at the Next Century Foundation just recently. So, Bahrain. What to say about Bahrain? thing is, it's going along quite nicely, and tensions are always there, seething under the surface. Perhaps not as bad lately as they have been. One of the reasons for that is because because the the eye of the international community is focused elsewhere. And why is that? Because there are issues like Islamic extremism, as for example, or COVID, or the Yemen war, or, oh, well, there's so many of them, Iraq, Libya, Kashmir. The world is looking elsewhere than at Bahrain and its troubles. And after all, Bahrain is a tiny country. Uh, the population of Bahrainis in Bahrain is little more, I'm always reminded, than the population of, I mean, it's hard to think of a town small enough, Boston. Little more than uh, the population of Boston, or more like the population actually of Springfield, Massachusetts. Now, given the fact that the entire Bahraini population, of course there's an expatriate population and expatriate laborers and so on, but the entire Bahraini population of the little island of Bahrain is not much more than the population of Springfield, Massachusetts. It is amazing. Tensions are so great. But, like I say, it's not as bad as it has been. Another reason it's not as bad as it has been is because of government reforms. And there have been government reforms, which is something. We're talking about a sectarian conflict, Sunni-Shiite, a sectarian divide then, if you prefer, because it's not really a conflict in the sense of a war. It's kind of more like a hostile standoff, a sectarian divide amongst people who all went to school with each other. I mean, the whole thing is perverse to the nth degree. But yes, there have been government reforms. And just the other day, Nabil Rajab was released. Have you ever heard Nabil Rajab talk? He can, boy, he can shout. He gets very impassioned and almost to, I'm sorry, Nabil, but I, well, you, you probably don't remember me, but I remember you. You, you are emotional, but you've been released. He's been released by the government. Others remain in jail. Too many of them, actually, to be honest. The Bahrain opposition, such as it is, well, it is, it exists, it exists very much so, and the main opposition party is, of course, Wafak, Wafak, that is. They have one eye on the U.S. elections. Uh, will it be Trump? Will it be Biden? Well, we've all got one eye on the U.S. elections, haven't we? Ostensibly, it's going to be Donald Trump swan song now. He's on his way out, ostensibly. But Joe Biden, it's down to Joe Biden to lose the election, not Donald Trump to win it. Donald Trump cannot win the U.S. general election, or whatever you like to call it, in November, given the present situation, unless Biden throws it out the window, which he's quite capable of doing, of course, because, 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 I mean, I'm cracking on, who cares where you're getting older, but Biden is slightly losing his marbles, you sometimes think. He can do a good job, but he, sometimes he doesn't seem to know what time of day it is. Trump can't win, but Biden can lose. That's a possibility. Anyway, the opposition of one eye on the U.S. elections, and one eye on the Bahrain elections, of course. Well, when I say the opposition of one eye on the U.S. elections, the opposition and the government in Bahrain of one eye on the US, U.S. elections because it will affect their future. Biden ostensibly is very uh, kind of anti-dictator, isn't he? I mean, not that Bahrain is a dictatorship 
per se. It's a kingdom, but, but Biden is awfully pro-democracy, embarrassingly so. Very old-fashioned American view. And why not? We're not objecting to that. The opposition, you could say, are anti-democracy. They won't stand. They didn't stand in the last election. They won't stand in the 2022 election, which will be the next one because the last one is 2018. November 2022 is ostensibly the date of the next general election in Bahrain. Of course, it's gerrymandered. But for goodness sake, stand. And then they'll say, oh, but the government won't let us stand. They've made outlawed political parties. Yes, they have. Yes, you're right. Yes, that's an excuse. Oh, come on. Then there's this thing in the background going on, a national dialogue. It's held up ostensibly because the, the Shiite community are not cooperating. But the Shiite community are ready to cooperate now. They're willing to see Sunni participation in the national dialogue. So come on, let's have the national dialogue resume. That's the Crown Prince's national dialogue, which is a way of dealing with these internal problems in Bahrain. To what degree are they internal problems? Well, they aren't entirely, are they? I mean, the Saudi influence is immense. Uh, not internationally as it was, because since the Saudi Arabian government murdered Jamal Khashoggi, there has been a reduction in the level of influence that the Saudi Arabian government has on the international stage. But its influence over Bahrain is massive because Bahrain depends on Saudi money to fund its uh, existence. I mean, of course, it has oil fields, but not like Saudi Arabia. So Bahrain is, is subject to Saudi influence. The Saudis, of course, are frightened, I mean, very frightened of the opposition in Bahrain, much more frightened than the Bahrain government is, because if they see the Bahrain government make concessions to the opposition in Bahrain, it means that they may have a more uppity opposition in Saudi Arabia for the Shiite community, which is a very, very very large minority in Saudi Arabia from the Shiite community who have their own aspirations within Saudi Arabia. So the Saudi government, of course, leans on the Bahrain government not to deliver reforms. Um, then there is the Iranian influence. Iranian influence, of course, in Bahrain is massive. And yes, if, uh, if, if Iran was more encouraging, we might see opposition participation in the elections. And there comes the cry immediately, oh, we can't participate. The Bahrain government won't let us. Come on. If you say you will participate, then the Bahrain government is on the spot. If you say you will participate. It's, of course, a very difficult situation in so many ways. The Bahrain government uses the stripping of nationalities to, to punish uppity citizens. They get that from the British every time you say, oh, you shouldn't do that. It is immoral. They say, but the British do it. Our great, great ones, the British, who used to be our colonial masters, the British do it now. Today, we do it. So why can't we do it? And uh, yes, you, you, you can argue with them. No, you can't. The British do do it. The British are a plumbing disgrace. British government is disgraceful with its use of the withdrawal of nationality as a weapon. It's completely pointless. And it just sets an atrocious example to the international community. But uh, the Bahrain religious leader... The Ayatollah or whatever, Sheikh Isa Qasim, has had his nationality stripped from him because he went to Iran. Well, he went to Iran because he couldn't come home to Bahrain. It's chicken and the egg. 
I think his nationality was stripped from him while he was outside of Bahrain for medical treatment in the United Kingdom. He had nowhere to go but to Iran. Or he couldn't stay in Britain. Well, I suppose he could have claimed asylum. That would have been embarrassing. But no, he had nowhere to go but Iran. And so he went to Iran. His nationality has been stripped away. How can you how can you strip the nationality from a Bahraini? Get them back, put them in prison. Better than stripping their nationality. It is an obscene measure. The withdrawal of nationality is not an appropriate measure. Nor is the closure of Al-Wasat newspaper, by the way. Al-Wasat newspaper, a wonderful newspaper run by a wonderful editor-in-chief. Close it down. Close it down. Doesn't it's like cutting off your nose to spite your face? Al Wasat newspaper it was a credit to the Kingdom of Bahrain because the Kingdom of Bahrain, uniquely in all the Arabian Gulf, had an opposition newspaper. Of course, it was pretty tame, but nonetheless, it had an opposition newspaper. And now you've closed it. You've closed it a couple of years ago. Open it up again. What does it cost you? Nothing. And yet, symbolically, it means a lot in the eyes of the international community. Does Saudi Arabia really care about al-Wasat? I don't think so. Of course, there are two factions in Bahrain, the faction of the crown prince and the faction of the king and the prime minister. At least this is an international perception. The perception is that the faction of the king and the prime minister is more more cautious about reform. The faction of the crown prince is more uh, liberal towards the concept of reform. I don't know. I don't know, but we need reform. What kind of reform we need? Nothing much. A national dialogue that gives the Shiite community the chance to air their grievances. And on top of that, Shiite participation in the next general election. I don't care about electoral reform. I don't care that the elections in Bahrain are gerrymandered. It's a credit to Bahrain that they have elections, that they even have elections. But... um, We need Shiite participation. We need a national dialogue. The Shiites need to grow up and participate. And the Bahrain government needs to encourage them to do so. And then we'll have the Bahrain, the whole international community can look up to and respect. I mean, Bahrain, with a population the size of Springfield, Massachusetts, or Bristol in the United Kingdom, give you a British example, Bahrain should be at war with itself when there are much bigger issues on facing the world than Bahrain. And it's time for Bahrain to get its act together and wake up because the world needs to move on. We have other worries, is my thought. Gosh, I can pontificate. I just... It's easy, isn't it, for me to sit here and say these things. I hear and be self-righteous. Take this, you know, what's the what's the biblical phrase? Take the plank out of your own eye before you take the splinter out of somebody else's. It's easy for me to say these things. Britain and America have major problems with Black Lives Matter, with COVID and all the rest. But still, come on, Bahrain, you can do it. Elections in 2022, a new beginning. Why not a new beginning? for the Kingdom of Bahrain. God bless you all. Thank you.